Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabernikol from Police Science Doctor with your weekly doses of police science snippets. Welcome to the new year. It's already my second broadcast of the year. It's the 10th of January and as every Tuesday, I'm bringing you three police science snippets, three excerpts of academic research that has been published in the fields of police science, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, intelligence analysis, and anything in terms of criminology and evidence-based policing, all that kind of um, industry or field that I cover. So these snippets are sent out as an email to everyone who's on the free police science doctor email list. And the email has the link to the original research. And also if you're on the email list, you have a password to access the read page on the police science doctor website, which means that you can actually download each snippet as a PDF for free. So there's 110 such PDFs on there now that you can download if you get the password, you can go into the email list um, simply by Googling police science, then go to police science doctor and just enter your details into the registration form. It either pops up or it's at the bottom of each page. So I go through all this research that is being published and try to find three pieces that are practical and actionable in some way. Quite difficult because a lot of research is very abstract, but the purpose of Police Science Doctor is to bring relevant research to the law enforcement community. So this is what I'm doing here. So the first snippet of this week is about domestic abuse during the COVID pandemic. This article found that compared to before the pandemic, domestic abuse during that time period was relatively more often perpetrated by men. The violence was less often reciprocal and was more often reported to the police by a witness than, the, than before the pandemic. So obviously it, it was very difficult for victims of domestic abuse to report their partners because they knew the they, they wouldn't have anywhere to go, their partners wouldn't have anywhere to go, people were stuck with each other at home, so very difficult situations, which is probably why a lot of people refrained from contacting the police themselves. So they found that witnesses were more likely to do that on their behalf, <clears throat> not necessarily with their knowledge. And also minors, as in children, were, all, were more likely to be witnesses to the abuse, um, which went up to 43% of cases um, during the pandemic, because obviously everybody was at home. The, um, this study did also say that there was no actual increase in domestic abuse during the pandemic. Um, I'm not sure um, how that weighs up with other, other research that I've seen where they did say that it had gone up. So um, it's just something if you want to read up about it. Again, the link is in the email if you get yourself onto the email list. Um, the second snippet for this week is about deterrence of juveniles. A study dealing with drugs trafficking and homicides committed by juveniles in Rio de Janeiro found that an increase in punishment severity generated by the penal code can actually reduce the number of drug trafficking related crimes by 9% and homicides by 37%. Very big reduction. I found this very interesting because with adults that doesn't usually work. So if you increase the severity of the punishment that doesn't actually work as a deterrent for adults. Um, however, it does seem to work for juveniles. What, what does seem to work for adults is that the punishment is fast and certain. If you're hearing squeaking in the background, um, I'm sitting next to the guinea pigs that I got last week. Um, so it's, it's not me. 
And the third snippet for this week is about child sexual abuse and cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortions are very common in sex offenders. They are internal thoughts and justifications that the offender tells themselves and maybe believes that somehow reduce the amount of responsibility they assign to themselves and the amount of guilt and pass the responsibility onto the victim, including children. So it may be something like, oh, it's, it's good for the child to learn about sex. I'm just teaching the child about sex. That's a cognitive distortion. To, you know, common, in common sense terms, it's complete rubbish, but it's a justification that um, sex offenders often use. One of, one of them. And um, so cognitive distortions are basically these warped worldviews um, that justify, obviously are in their favor and that justify what they do or lessen the guilt and responsibility they have. So um, that was the definition. So back to the actual snippet. Research suggests that child sexual abuse can cause cognitive distortions in the victim and may reduce the victim's ability to empathize with others in the future. Um, so they were looking at perpetrators of child sexual abuse and those that or the, those of those of that cohort that had been sexually abused themselves as children. Um, so it follows that this um, being a victim of child sexual abuse might increase the victim's uh, ability or risk of later becoming a perpetrator of such abuse themselves. So these were the three snippets for today. I hope there was something in there that um, is relevant to you, and um, I hope to see you again next week. Join the police and stop the email list if you want them emailed to yourself every Tuesday. It's free, no risk. If you don't like it, just come off it again, and I'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.